Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 14, and I am going to read beginning in verse number 22. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22, you will find it a very familiar text, one that I have on several occasions drawn uh, from, and again, I come back to it today. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying it is a spirit or it is a ghost, a phantom. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answering him said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. When Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. Amen. Somebody say amen. He walked on the water. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they, everybody say they, both of them, the fallen Peter, the one who had sunk beneath the waves, and when they were come, him and his Lord, into the ship, the wind ceased. And everybody said amen. I want to talk to you this morning for a little while about the voice that answers our fears. Turn to your neighbor and tell him it's good to see him in the house of the Lord today. Amen. And you may be seated. <clears throat> Fear is one of the most troublesome elements of our life. And it is one that none of us are exempt from. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how long you talk in tongues. I don't care how many times you let somebody baptize you. I don't care how long you have walked with God. None of us are beyond the reach of fear. It comes in many forms and it affects us in so many different ways. None of them are usually good, but they are oftentimes detrimental to our life. It would be easy for me to stand here before you today and tell you to not be afraid. And Sometimes we view that statement with a little bit of skepticism because we are battling for our life at the moment and we are struggling to keep our head above water and somebody's telling us don't be afraid. 
But you're not in what I'm in. You're not going through what I'm going through. You're not dealing with what I'm dealing with. And so I have not come this morning to casually tell you to not be afraid. I want to do more than that. I want to give you an answer to your fears. I want to give you something that when you walk out of here, you can use to address those things that torment you and remind you of what God has spoken and what God has said. Fear is a tormentor and it is a troublesome element. But there are many fears that are legitimate and they are there because of circumstances in our life. One of the great experiences of Scripture is recorded in Matthew chapter 14 and it is one of those stories that you go back to over and over again because you never cease to exhaust the lessons and the message that it speaks. When we come to this particular story, we realize the mystery and the intrigue and we are we are mesmerized by all of the events that transpired in such a short time. What I really would like to do this morning is help you appreciate the value of the story because it is more than a story. It is in fact a revelation. And while it reveals to us an element of failure, and that is what most people focus on when they think of this particular event. They focus on the failure of Simon Peter. But the focus is not failure. The focus is not someone's shortcoming. The focus is not the fact that Peter tried but didn't succeed. It, it is in fact best known for that, but that is not what the story is about. Failure in an hour such as that would have been notable even in circumstances as they were because it was failure on the highest level possible. All failures are not the same. There are men who fail to become president of the United States and there are men who just fail to be men in life and you cannot put them on the same level. The man who just fails at being a man that doesn't have the courage to get up and do what God has called him to do is, is, is a sad element in itself. But a man who aspires to a high office such as the presidency, but he does not attain that, we do not consider him a failure in the same light as the man who lays on the side of the road and refuses to get up. And so when you are looking at this story and you are watching it transpire and all of the elements begin to unfold, be careful how you judge Simon Peter because Simon may have failed, but he failed on the highest level possible. He failed trying to do the greatest thing he'd ever done in his life. Folks, if you're going to fail, you need to fail trying to do your best. Don't fail just because you're lazy and you don't have a spirit of get up and go about you. Don't fail because you, you don't have the courage to face life. If you're going to fail, let your failure be doing something that's great 
and beyond your ability. Let it be a high purpose and a high calling. Don't fail just because you don't want to try. Fail because you did try, but it was more than you had bargained for. But do it anyway. Amen. And somebody said amen. After a day of teaching, Jesus had sent his disciples ahead of him to the other side of Galilee. After they had parted, he went up into the mountain to pray. While he was there praying, they were in the sea toiling. The disciples in the midst of the sea that they were familiar with. And every time I read this story, I read it with a, with, 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 with a, a feeling that there was fear there. But there is no recording either in Matthew or in Mark or in John where the story is preserved. There is no time that the scripture speaks of them being afraid of the storm. They were not afraid of the storm. What they were afraid of is what came to them in the midst of their storm. What came to them in the midst of their trouble and in that hour of need. Here they are in the middle of the Sea of Galilee trying against hard winds and in the hour of their trouble, Jesus came to them. God sent me this morning to tell somebody that's in the midst of troublesome situations right now that he is on his way. Don't you ever doubt in your mind that you will never be in a situation that is greater than your ability to bear and he not come and he not show himself in your behalf. In the hour of their need, he was there and they were not going to face that hour alone. He made sure of that. And God sent me to tell somebody here this morning that neither will you face the phantoms of this life alone and neither will you face your struggles without His help. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and say, Thank you, God. 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 Amen. When the winds were contrary and they were struggling... And oftentimes that is what life becomes, just one long struggle. The winds that were against them, pressing upon them, that life that they were trying to achieve and attain was hard. And so it is in life. Life for many is a struggle today because we deal with so many adverse circumstances and temptations and sorrows and trials. But He came. Everybody say, He came. He came. Somebody needs to say that again. He came. He came to where they were in the midst of their struggles. Not only did He come, but He came with a calming voice. Oh, my friend, if there is anything you can understand about Him is His compassion for us in the midst of our struggles. When we look around at others, we are not always sympathetic with their struggle. There are many times we look at people in their struggles and we, we say of them, why aren't they doing better? Why aren't they trying harder? Why aren't they on their feet? They've been in this so long. Why haven't they won the victory? 
and we look at them with criticism but Jesus came and when he saw these men struggling he didn't say you pitiful bunch of men he sorrowed for them he felt for them and he came with a calming voice he came speaking words of peace and comfort and so he does even this morning he spoke somewhere in the midst of a chorus while ago while we were singing about who he was he is my provider he is my supplier he is my help he is my king somewhere in the midst of those words one of those things resonated in your spirit and you said yes Lord that's what I needed to hear today that's what I came to church for is to hear a word that can lift me I need a word that can answer my fears I need a word that can help me through my sorrows and my troubles hallelujah he came with a calming voice and he spoke words of comfort but what I want you to know and and see is the mood that was present when he came when he came to them in that setting they were terrified everybody say terrified they, they were terrified. They were stricken with fear. They were frightened out of their mind. The Greek is so intense here. The words that are used to describe the event, they, they, they cried not with just a loud voice, but with a shrill voice as one who had been literally frightened out of their mind. They were so terrified of what was happening and unfolding there. Not the sea, not the water, but what was coming toward them. This spirit, this phantom, this whatever it was that was visiting them in the midst of their trouble. They cried out like babies. And the Lord could have rebuked them. He he could have scolded them. I mean, he'd just been with them a few hours before. Surely if anybody recognized him, they ought to have recognized him. But I want to tell you something about life, folks. There are times that in life you get so buried underneath things and you're just struggling to keep yourself afloat that even when Jesus steps into your life, you don't even recognize who it is. Even while the preacher is preaching to you the Word of God, you're still struggling to get your hand on it and get your mind wrapped around what God is saying. And so it was for these disciples. They were there. They were in the midst of their struggle. They were trying to make headway. They weren't doing a very good job. Here he comes walking on the water and they are literally terrified out of their mind. They didn't even recognize who he was. Until he spoke. And until he spoke. Everybody say until he spoke. And Jesus spoke to their fears. He speaks to their fears. He always speaks to our fears. Because fears are what limit us. Fears are what torment us. Fears are what paralyze us. Fears are what encapsulate us in our situation and make us our circumstances. Fear is the thing that puts a heavy cloud over our life so that every day, no matter how bright the sun shines, we can never see it because of the dark cloud that hangs over our head. That's what fear does to us. And that's what fear has done to some of you. You have been in the midst of a battle for so long. You you thought, God, surely it would be over by now. And that dark heaviness lays over your mind 
mind this morning. When you try to worship, it doesn't seem to get out of your mouth. It doesn't even get up above your head. It falls back to the ground. God, somehow, in the midst of all of that, you've got to speak to somebody today and let them hear your voice so that you can free them from their fear, so that you can release them from that which is tormenting them this morning. Amen. He said, be of good cheer to these tormented, paralyzed men. Be of good cheer. Now that sounds a little bit flippant to me. That It, it sounds a little bit, uh, I, I don't know the exact word to use, but it, it seems a, a, a little bit overboard. I, I mean, over... You know, Lord, surely you could have said something else, but here we are struggling and we're barely making it and we are exhausted and you're telling us to be of good cheer, smile amidst our, smile in the midst of our struggles, smile in the midst of our trouble, smile in the midst of our heartache. Is that what you're trying to tell me? He doesn't mean for you to laugh about it. That's not even what the word means. It doesn't mean for you to smile. The word in the Greek means literally to be of good courage. Be of good courage. Be courageous. At this moment in your life, at this point of struggle in your life, at this point of fear in your life, He said, this is what you need to do. You need to stand up and face your fears. You need to stand up and believe the Word of God. You need to stand up and understand that God is with you in your struggle. You need to get off of your pew and lift your hands and say, God has not forgotten me where I am today. He knows where I am right now. He knows my need. Hallelujah. He said, be of good courage. Be of good courage. And that's great. That, 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 that particular point in itself is exciting and it's encouraging. That That's God's answer to my fear is to be of good courage. But what happened next is more intriguing than that. Because on board this boat are at least 12 disciples perhaps others with them, but at least 12 disciples. And they've been toiling and rowing and rowing and toiling and toiling and rowing and only halfway across the the lake and they should have already been to their destination. And now here's this phantom that comes talking to them on the water and says, be of good cheer. And nothing happens to any of them but Simon, Peter. Nothing happens, but something happened in Simon Peter's mind. Now, I know some of us are going to cast this off as saying, well, Peter was just being Peter. He was just impulsive. He was rash. He was mistake prone. He was an accident waiting to happen. 
He always did these kind of crazy things. He was always the one that put his foot in his mouth. He was always the one that made the brazen boast, acting without fully facing the situation, acting without thinking, acting without looking at the whole picture, not counting the cost. We all look at Simon with a little bit of jaundice in our eye because we all look at him in the same way as being just a man whose mouth was bigger than his brain and he always got himself in the hot water because he was just acting before he would think but that's not what happened to Simon Peter at this particular moment it wasn't a rash out of his mind Peter it wasn't a man who was impulsive and rash and mistake prone who acted what begs to be answered is the question where did the inspiration come for Peter to even get out of the boat in the first place where did it come from that Simon Peter would even have the courage to say Lord if it's you bid me come it was when Jesus began to speak into his life it was when the word of the Lord came to him and somehow Peter reached out and took hold of that word and said you know what I believe that I believe that is Jesus I believe that is the one that I know that is the one that I love and it was in that moment of faith it was in that moment of confidence it was in that moment of assurance that Peter considered getting out of the boat and making the attempt to walk on the water what was going on in his mind he was just simply taking Jesus at his word Jesus said be of good courage and so Simon said alright that's what I need right now I need to be courageous I'm not trying to be impulsive I'm not trying to act out of my mind I'm not trying to be crazy I'm not trying to be off the wall I just want to obey the word of God and that's what God sent me to tell somebody here this morning the power of God's word in your life can get you out of any situation that you are in and the power of God's word in your life can break a hold that fear has on your life and free you from the torment that fear brings into your mind only when you believe the word of God you know what preaching is an event for some people to get over and through but for others it's an opportunity to take hold of a word A word from the Lord. And when they do, that word has a power to lift them. That word has a power to challenge them. That word has a power to motivate them. That word has a power to get them off their pew. To get them on their feet. He has the power to cause them to get out of the boat. Do the impossible. I'm not trying to be crazy. I've not lost my mind. All I'm trying to do is just obey the word of the Lord that has come to me. And that word was, be of good courage, Simon. Don't be afraid, Simon. Come on, Simon. There's an opportunity. There's an open invitation to experience the supernatural when you obey the word of God. Did you hear me? There is an open invitation for you and I to experience the supernatural when we believe the Word of God. Some of you don't even believe what I'm telling you right now. You'd rather have your fears. You'd rather be tormented. You'd rather be miserable. 
than to believe that the Lord really is in the midst of your storm right now. You may not recognize him, but he's there. Yeah, he's there. He's not going to let you go through it alone. He's not going to abandon you in your trouble. He's going to be right there with you. He's going to walk with you through whatever you're going through. He may let you go through some things just so you realize how much you need Him, but He will never let you go through it all alone. He will always be there. He will always step in at the right time. And simply all that Peter was simply doing was taking Jesus at His word. And when he did, something changed. The fear loosed its hold on him. The terror that had stricken him suddenly lost its grip on him. Before he was cowed down, he was holding on to that oar or holding on to an anchor trying to save his life. But all of a sudden, his hand relaxes. And there are thoughts that come to his mind that he hadn't even been thinking before. Like, Lord, if that's really you, bid me come. Oh, I'm telling you, when you start walking by faith, there are things that come to your mind. There are thoughts that come to you that you wouldn't even think otherwise. But they are the product of faith. They're what faith produces in your life. Peter was simply obeying the word and acting on what the Lord had said. And his response was to a command to be of good cheer, to be of good courage, to stand up and face it. Peter may have failed, but he failed trying. And he got back up and went again he was not perfect in his efforts but what he was perfect in was responding to the voice of God that spoke into his life at a critical moment you hear me this morning church greater life church you better listen to your pastor right now if you ever heard from God you need to hear from God now and when God speaks into your life you better reach out and embrace that word and believe it because that's the only word that's going to get you out of your trouble That's the only word that's going to see you through your storm. That's the only word that's going to get you to the other side. That is the only thing that's going to help you survive what you're going through right now is the Word of God. Come on, lift your hands with me right now. Wake up your spirit right now and lift your hands and say, God, I need that Word right now. I need that Word right now. I need that Word right now. Hallelujah. You can never, listen to me, you can never deal with the fears in your life that limit you and that trouble you and that aggravate you until you truly hear and believe the Word of God. You can never deal with the fears that torment your life and affect your life in such a negative way until you hear the Word and you believe that Word. Amen. It's not enough to hear it. The Bible said be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. There were 11 others that heard, but there was only one that was courageous enough to do what that word commanded him to do. And that was be of good courage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has come today to help somebody 
who wrestles with fear in your life that has tormented you and troubled you and paralyzed your mind and your spirit and he has drawn you down into such a tight world that you can't even hardly breathe. God sent this preacher to tell you that he wants to say something into your life today. A word that can free you from that fear. A word that can release you from that torment. And that word is be of good courage. Be of good courage. I am here. I am with you. I will not leave you alone. Hallelujah. Failure always comes when you and I focus on the circumstances instead of the voice that speaks to us in our circumstances. Failure always comes when we listen to the elements instead of the voice of the Lord. I came to tell somebody here this morning that He will get you through whatever you're going through if you'll just believe His Word. Amen. If you'll just believe His Word. Amen. That Word's been spoken over you before. I'm not talking about a Word that's going to come today. I'm talking about some words that's been spoken over you in the past. And some of you are struggling with them this morning, whether to believe them or not. God sent me to tell you that if you'll believe it, if you'll hold on to it, it will get you through whatever you're going through. This is what I've come to tell you today, that no matter what it is, no matter what you're facing, no matter how impossible it is, no matter how difficult it may be, He will get you through whatever it is you're going through. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord with me right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a story. What a revelation. What a word. What, what an hour. A new vision inspired a new effort. That's what Brother Jay said a while ago. God's going to give some of you a new perspective today. He's already said that. He's going to give you a new perspective today. And some of you said, The Lord comes with a word, a kind word, a tender word, a compassionate word. Amen. He doesn't scold us. He doesn't ridicule us. He doesn't make fun of us. He says, be of good courage. It is I. It is the I am. That's what it literally says. It is the I am. I'm here. I am here. I am with you. I am for you. I am here to help you. Amen. Amen. A new perspective. And in that hour, a new vision came to Simon Peter. And that new vision inspired a new effort. And he got out of the boat and he walked on water. I wonder what God's trying to get you out of the boat to show you that you can overcome. I wonder what it is that's been tormenting you for so long that you've just got used to the torment. There's a word for you today.
that word has come. It was a call for Simon to prove in experience God's power in his life. Prove it today. Step out in faith. Live by faith. Live by faith. The impossible is possible in that kind of mood. In that kind of attitude, nothing can be impossible. If you're going to fail, fail trying great things. Fail getting out of the boat, but don't fail staying in the boat. Listen to me, church. Don't ever be afraid to live by faith. I know that the world considers that to be a weak excuse and a cop-out. When we say for somebody to live by faith, it usually takes the wind out of our sails because we're looking for something that's got a little more punch to it. We want something that's got a little more power to it. We want something that's got a little stroke to it. Did you hear me this morning? The greatest thing that you will ever do in life is live by faith. That's the only life that will get you through the storm you're going through. Living by faith is the most courageous and strong way to live there is on the face of the earth. It's the only way to get through life and all that life throws at you. A way through the storm that troubles you, that seeks to destroy you. It takes faith. Faith to believe the Word of God. God's speaking to me right now in my situation be of good courage. You know what I like about this story is that when he started talking to them, the winds were still howling and the waves were still rocking the boat. But you don't even hear anything mentioned about that while all of this is taking place. Sometimes when God begins to speak into our life, the storms are still raging. And we think that when God speaks, everything's supposed to get calm. But it doesn't happen like that. Sometimes God calls us to step out in faith even while the waves are crashing, even while the winds are blowing. But if you'll go ahead and step out, you say, it doesn't look like it, Brother Hughes. I, I, I know what you're telling me. I've been out here before. That's all right. Get out there again. I'd rather fail there than anywhere. I'd rather fail there than by just sitting on a pew and rotting away in my soul and dying in my spirit from fear and unbelief and doubt. I'd rather get out and go under because I know this much. He'll never let me go all the way under. Hallelujah. <laughs> he just began to sink when the hand of God reached out to him. God's not going to let you go down when you step out on his word. God's not going to fail you when you believe Him. He's not going to fail you when you live by faith. When you put your trust in Him and you keep your trust in Him, God's not going to let the storm overwhelm you. I don't care what anybody said. And it may not look like anything's changed, but you go ahead and step out anyway. When God brought Israel to the brink of the Jordan and was getting them ready to send them across to the promised land, the order... The order of the Lord was for the priest to step foot in the water. And when the priest stepped foot in the water, it would begin to part. But that's not exactly how it happened. Because the Bible said 
that when they stepped in, the waters would stop at Adam, a city that was some miles upstream. Calculating the volume of that river that was at flood tide at that moment, if God put his hand at Adam, the city, and blocked that river, it would have still taken a significant amount of time for that volume of water to flow on downstream. God didn't make it evaporate. That means that for a while, those priests look awfully foolish. They just keep waiting and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's swirling around them. And all those people are back there looking and nothing's dried up. Nothing's really seemed to change. Nothing's different than it was before they stepped in. How many people would have turned tail and run? They would have gone back to Egypt at that moment. God knew what he was doing. Folks, when God puts his hand into a situation, you can be assured it will be there for a purpose. In a little while, the waters begin to go down until the time Israel got there, which they were about a mile behind them or so. But the time Israel got there, the waters were down and it was a way to go over to the other side. What are you saying, Brother Hughes? I'm saying that sometimes when you step out in faith, it doesn't always look like you think it's going to look when you act in faith. But keep acting in faith. There are times when you are challenged to believe God, whatever you're going through. And you say, you know what? God is speaking to me today. God's trying to get my attention, Lord. I believe that word. You're going to step out and the wind still may be howling around you and the waves still crashing, but you just keep walking by faith. Because the storm is going to end and it is going to pass and you're going to be glad. You're going to be glad you got out of that boat. Hallelujah. You're going to be glad that you believed the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, folks, I've never known anybody that believed the word of God that ever regretted it. Nobody. Nobody. Because God is not one to fail. And what he promises, he will do. So God's word to answer our fears is be of good courage. Amen. Be of good courage. Peter believed that. He reached out and embraced that word. He said, God's talking to me. He, he's talking about me. Lord, if you're talking about me, would you, would you invite me to a closer fellowship with you? That's what faith does. It brings you into a closer fellowship with him. Jesus quickly responded, come. That's all Peter needed. Out off of the side of that boat and on to those choppy waves. Amen. Because God was there. Never would have happened if the Lord had not been there. But the Lord was there. And I've come to tell you this morning that He's going to see you through if you'll walk by faith and you'll live by faith, don't ever get tired of living by faith. 
Don't ever get weary of believing God. Don't ever get to the place that you say in your mind that it doesn't really make a difference, folks. It does make a difference. Amen. Let's stand to our feet right now. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I, I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place right now. Would you just reach out to Him? Hallelujah.